What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. We talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Except for today, today we are having an early bet segment where we talk to interesting people earlier in their career that do interesting things, and we just want to learn more about them. Today, we're talking to Julie Kaplan. Julie, how's it going? I am doing very well. I'm, I'm currently training for a table tennis tournament in Dusseldorf, Germany. That's occurring this September. So I spent the morning practicing. I am, however, happy to put down the paddle and to catch up with you this morning, Matt. I appreciate you you starting with that. I think we'll actually like dive dive in there. How, how does one get into competitive like table tennis? Like, is that has that something that you've been into your whole life, or how do you kind of get into that? <laughs> so I'm not a table tennis player by trade. I'm actually a fencer, so I have my work cut out for me. But I love sports. I love competing. I had an opportunity to represent Team Poland in a tournament later uh, in, in a few weeks from now. So I'm, I'm excited to get going. Yeah, well, I appreciate, like you said, putting down the paddle, spending some time on the Early Mets <laughs> podcast. Um, so to give a little context for the listeners, um, Julie and I crossed paths for the first time uh, at Arizona State University like four or five years ago, like maybe a little, like, you know, somewhere in that category. And then like, I remember, you know, soon after we first met, I just saw she was like traveling, doing interesting stuff. Like she was here, she was there. And I'm just like, you know, I don't know what, what, what you're up to, but it, it sounds fascinating. So I think I just want to start off the conversation with what have you kind of been up to since we first met at Arizona State, you know, four years ago? And like, you know, wh- where has life taken you, you know, in, in the last few years? Definitely. So to give a little bit of background as to who I am. I'm a student in Barrett, the Honors College at Arizona State University, studying finance and global politics. Professionally, I've had four finance internships over the past few years. Two were in New York City at investment banks. One was at a large accounting and consulting firm in Switzerland. And one was at a micro lending institution in Moldova. So that's the professional side. Then on the personal side, as I mentioned, I'm a competitive athlete. I love to travel and I've been to 30 countries in my 22 years. And I also love to read. I, um, I love to read fantasy, historical fiction. Those are two of my favorite genres, but that's the very high level as to who I am. And I'm excited to share more. All right. So there's a lot to, a lot to dive into there. I do think because I have an affinity to kind of like 
like finance and just like venture myself. I do want to, I'm curious, you know, four, four, uh, four different roles. Um, you know, it, like, it sounds like all like fairly prestigious or very prestigious, like institutions, like what, what got you into finance? Um, and like, why, why did you decide you wanted to like, you know, spend time on wall street and in these other firms, like what's interesting about finance to you? Definitely. So to give a little bit of background on where my finance and I think more entrepreneurial mindset came from, uh, it, re it really kicked off in high school for me. So I've always had a love for fashion and clothing and in Los Angeles, which is where I'm from, there are designer warehouse sales where designers sell slightly damaged items, last season's clothes that didn't sell, or the clothes that they made for this upcoming season that didn't fit in with the line, all at a discount. So as a 16 year old, I created a resale company called Caps Closet, which is a play on my last name, Kaplan, where I would wake up at 4 a.m., drive to these sales in downtown LA and buy hundreds to thousands of dollars of tops and shoes, bags, sunglasses, take them home, take pictures of them, and then resell them online um, at, a, at a profit, at a markup. So through that, I learned, I learned a lot. I learned about the importance of negotiation, how to, man, uh, how to manage inventory, the process of setting margins. But candidly, what I didn't know how to do was keep the books. And I would say to myself on a given day, wow, I made a lot of money today but I never really knew how much. And when I started to explore colleges and majors, finance and accounting ended up being a pretty alluring path as that was a mystery to me and not something that I had any background in. So that's where my interest in finance initially came. And sure enough, uh, ASU, the WP Carey School of Business and Barrett the Honors College are all some of the best educational um, institutions in the US. So I was very excited to get to pursue that more thoroughly in college. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool how, you know, the things that you do when you're younger without you realizing what, where they'll lead you, there's always like, you always pull on the same threads. And, um, and uh, for me, it's like, I mean, I, I was like a musician, singer songwriter in like eighth grade, you know, high school. And like, I'm not doing that anymore, but like, it's still pulling on the entrepreneurial thread. So, you know, we all have threads in our lives. And it sounds like a thread for you is traveling a lot. You, I, I, I think, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but you've been to, I think you said 30 countries. Um, yeah, 30 countries in your 22 years on earth. I guess two questions. Why and how? Like, what? Why do you do you travel so much? And how do you? How do you do that? Like, that's a lot of traveling, you know, for a short amount of time, like on Earth. Definitely. So, as I mentioned before, one of my majors is finance. The other is global politics. So, I very much have been interested in the world and politics ever since I was a kid. And this is aided by the fact that I'm a US Polish dual citizen. So in my house growing up, I was definitely exposed to different cultures. And I would say college is really where my love of travel was born. I spent the summer after my freshman year working as both a bartender and a farmer in Ireland. 
And when I think about jobs that I've had or trips that I've taken, that was definitely what I consider the making of me. And so that, that's the answer to question one. And then the question two, which is how I do this. Largely, I work. For example, this entire past year, I was able to work both in Switzerland and in Moldova. And to me, being having the opportunity to work overseas has very much been one of the greatest experiences of my life. And I'm curious, as you've traveled so much, is it is it one of these things where you love, you know, travel? Or do you eventually want to like make a life, make a home outside of the States? I guess like, how do you kind of think about it? Like long-term, you know, you see all these places, are you, are you allured by them to stay there for a longer term or is it just kind of short-term? That's a good question. I think as of right now, I'm not looking all that far in the future, but what I do know is that the more time that I spend with people that come from more that come from very different backgrounds than myself, the more I learn and the more I realize that as humans, I think all of us are very, very similar and a lot more similar than we give ourselves credit for. So I don't know what the future looks like in terms of travel, but I do know that in the short term, I'm looking forward to doing as much exploration as I can. I'm, I'm kind of like, when you first introduced yourself and you, you know, said all the things you're doing, like you just, you literally started the conversation off, like, like you're prepping for this, like this, like this tournament. And then you, there's all these things that you do. You kind of come off to me um, as, as what I would call like an independent thinker. Like you, you, you know, you, you see things, you evaluate things, you do them because you want to do them for your own reasons, not because other people do them. And I'm curious, um, I guess another dual question, like, do you, um, like, do, do you, do you think kind of think of yourself as an independent thinker? Like what kind of thinker do you think of yourself as? And I guess sec secondly, um, where do you think that like, if it's not independent thinking, like where does that kind of creativity and that mindset come from? Like, you know, not every, every 22 year old is doing all these, like even a fraction of these cool things and you're doing all of them. I'm curious, have you like thought about, you know, what makes you different? So those are some complex questions, but what I will say ties back to one of the interests that I mentioned before, which is reading. And I love reading stories. I love telling stories. I love writing about them. I love living them. And something that I've actually been doing recently that I'm pretty excited about is I've been writing for the ASU State Press, which is our school newspaper, which is one mechanism in which I get to hear stories and write about them. But when I think about my definition of success and the life that I want to live, my motivators are not necessarily making the highest income in the world or having the most prestigious job or having the fanciest boat. None of that's what gets me excited. What does get me excited, however, is living a life of stories and um, having adventures and so I, I would say storytelling is something that I'm absolutely in love with. And sometimes there are times when you get to write about them, read them, live them. And I'm fortunate that I've lived quite, and been able to partake in quite a few stories these past years. What have been some of the um, 
favorite stories that like you've read or books or um I mean it could be books or it could just be stories however you define them like what what are some you know ones that stick out to you as you've read probably you know a ton definitely so I would say I'll, I'll mention my favorite book my favorite book is called The Name of the Wind which I I think reading the summary of it on Goodreads or Amazon would do better than what I can but this is the fantasy book that made me fall in love with reading as an adult. And every time I read it, I smile ear to ear. But I think often fiction books are under underappreciated within the community of adults that I surround myself with. And often people read nonfiction or self-development books and or biographies. And I think that while those do have a lot of merit and there's a lot to be learned from what's happened in the real world, I do think there are a lot of lessons to be learned from fiction stories. So that's uh, The Name of the Wind is one of my favorite books. And if you're listening, I would encourage you to read it. And what what have been, just a couple more questions. Um, so you, you've been all around the world. You've done a lot of things. You've read a lot of stories. You've like written a lot of stories, you know, with, with your life. Like I'm curious, what have, what have you learned it, like in the last, you know, let's just call it from, from when we first met, which is, I don't know, let's, let's say five years ago. Like, I, I honestly don't remember, but like, you know, h- half a decade ago, what have you learned um, kind of since you landed at ASU and kind of, you know, worked where you've worked and traveled where you traveled? Are there lessons you've come across, you know, I- I- about the world? That's a good question. I would say that there's a quote, the harder you work, the luckier you get. And if I've learned anything these past few years, living the life that I want is very much up to me. And if I can speak about this past year off of school, I think that that's an example that I'm very proud of. And I I guess, one thing that I struggle with a lot is I have a lot of friends or acquaintances or used to be friends that that um, I think they str- they would struggle with what you just said, and I fully agree. Like I I I work my I've worked my tail off, and I work my tail off so I can like like live the life that I want to live. And there's you know a lot of people that you know maybe they made some decisions, you know they they went to a certain school, they certain influences, and they're you know kind of they're not on the path. Um, I'm curious if you would like give any like advice and I'll, and, and I'm, I'll, I'll probably tack, tack on something onto this too. Cause like, this is something I think a lot about like happiness of people, but what, what would you tell someone that like, you know, if you were talking to and they're like, Oh, like you're, you know, you're, you're crushing it. You're, you know, how do I kind of improve my life or how do I like, you know, get closer to what I want to do? Like, do you have any advice for these kind of types of people or these people in these situations? So I would say to surround yourself with people that you want to be. So I'm very, I would not be where I am today without having stood on the shoulders of those who came before me. And I'm hopeful that the people that I've been able to mentor over the years are closer to where they want to be than where they began. But I would say I, in, in no world would I have done what I've done without endless copious amounts of help from professors, mentors, friends, So I would say to somebody who is looking to build a better life that to, to spend time with people who are really looking out for them. Yeah. I like that a lot. It's so true. 
And for me, um, like one big theme of my life has been like the ability to like take risk um, and like how you can take risk, you know, early on versus when, you know, it's harder later on. And I think, you know, just be getting comfortable with the idea of like risk um, and, you know, taking, you know, the right doses of it for the stage of your life, um, I think is like, you know, super crucial. Um, so I think I just, I just have about two, two more and then we'll call it a day. I, I'm curious right now, um, I just might open up some more questions, but just as when you woke up today, you know, or you wake up tomorrow, like, what do you spend time like? what do you spend your time like thinking about ultimately like well you know what, what what's going on kind of in your life or in the world that kind of consumes your mind is it like you know is it this tournament is it you know the books that you're reading is it current events like what what kind of goes through you know a, the, your brain on like an average like an average day totally so I spend a lot of time strategizing and to give an example of how strategies that I've done in the past is so exactly a year ago I'm, I'm currently spending time with my grandmother in Connecticut and a year ago so this is the summer of 2020 COVID was hitting the U.S. really hard I was living here I was doing a remote internship with Bank of America and although my internship was rewarding I don't necessarily think it compared to what it would have been had it been in person so that's when I had one of these strategic conversations that I largely have with myself via my journal. And I was thinking to myself, is there an alternative to going back to Zoom college for the 2020 to 2021 school year? And at that time, the European continent was faring a lot better with COVID than the US was. Case counts were lower, people were going into the office. It just seemed like a better place to be. So. At that time, I reached out to everybody I knew in Europe, asking if their companies were hiring interns. I did not have an enormous amount of bites, but if I've learned anything these past few years, all it takes is one. And one of my college mentors named Sabrina Garland works at Deloitte in Switzerland. She advocated for me to get an interview. And I spent three months last fall working within financial advisory analytics, which is under the uh, mergers, acquisitions, and restructuring arm of the firm. I had an incredible time. Uh, the whole team there, there was Burke, Ingmar, Vlad, Greg, Adirne, a whole group of people made sure I was working on interesting projects, advocated for me, and really enhanced my time in the country. And the reason why I tell this story is that a lot of what I spend my time doing is thinking about what's coming next, but also enjoying where I am right now. So the second half of that year was spent in Eastern Europe, which was a similar story of, I'm highly interested in micro lending. I also have a strong affinity for post-Soviet Eastern European countries. Wanted to see if I could find a job that blended both of them. I called every microfinance institution in Ukraine, Belarus, and Moldova. And exactly one called me back which was smart credit in Chisinau, Moldova. Um, and they, they decided to give me a chance. I had another incredible three months living and working in a country that 90% of my peers had never heard of. And I, I know this was a long answer to your question, but I, a lot of my time, I, and I, I get very excited. I think I, I'm in control over the life that I'm building. And 
there's a lot, I do a lot of reaching out. I do a lot of catching up with people, but that's how I spend most of my days. And, uh, you know, you, you say, you know, I think for my last question, um, you, you spend a lot of time strategizing. I think a lot of people do. So of what you're willing to share, like, what are you strategizing for now? Like what's next? What are you working on? What are your plans? I guess, what, what, what do you, where do you think you'll be in like five years and what are you willing to share kind of about your, your, your where you're going at the moment? Definitely. So I'm very excited to complete a Fulbright Canada Killam research grant during the spring of 2022. That will be on Prince Edward Island in Canada researching international development. So I'll be doing that in a few months, which I'm super excited about. Other than that, I have a few projects that I'm working on largely in Europe and Asia that I can't talk about now, but I'll be excited to share about later. And I think more broadly over the next two, three, four, five years, I want to continue to learn every single day. And that can take a lot of different forms. That can mean getting a job in a fast paced environment with brilliant colleagues, hopefully a great boss. That could mean getting another degree. Perhaps it means uh, going to graduate school. If I'm being 100% totally honest, I don't know what my life is going to look like even a year from now, but I will be excited to complete my college degree. That will definitely happen in 2022 or 2023, but I'm really excited. And that's, that's what I'm thinking about as I look towards the future. And for my actual final question, if someone wanted to like learn more about you online or connect with you on any, you know, links or whatever, do you, are you active on LinkedIn or Twitter? Or do you have a website? If, I guess if someone wanted to maybe connect with you, what would be the way they could do that? Um, you know, if, if anything. Definitely. So you can find me at juliekaplan.com. That's J-U-L-I-E-K-A-P-L-A-N.com and all of my information whether that's my LinkedIn, email, everything else can be found there. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to Early Bets. I really appreciate it. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me.